Hello, this is The Daily Tech and today I'm going to show you some more tech news with you that I hope you do enjoy. So firstly, we're going to be looking at the Apple HomePod 2 and the news and rumours for that. Uh, so, of course, Apple HomePod is um, Apple's smart speaker. Of course, there is only um, one of them right now and it's not that, it's good, but it's not great and there's only, of course, there's only one so there's not much options. So this could be called the HomePod 2 and it could be called the HomePod Mini. Those are uh, both of the ones that are going around. I'm not sure what one it would be. Um, for this purpose I'm going to call it the HomePod 2, seeing it's second generation. But I mean it could be the HomePod Mini. So of course rumours have been circulating for a long time that um, Apple are building a smaller smart speaker. So... Of course, we've seen evidence that Apple is trying to rid of its existing HomePod stock with some um, fantastic HomePod deals um, around the world. There's also some um, hefty staff discounts, so of course, if you work late, you can get a good discount. This is quite good, you know, trying to get rid of the stock, which is a good sign. Okay, so the original Apple HomePod 2 rumours came from Economic Daily back in July of 2018 via Mac Rumours. Uh, this is... Um, that may that Apple may have been uh, releasing a HomePod 2 sometime in early 2019. Of course, this never happened, as it's obvious, because I mean we're in 20, we're mid 2020 now, year and a half later, not happened. So, I think it is good time for a HomePod 2. So, uh, for the release date. So, considering that hasn't been released yet, there's no kind of historical pattern like there is with the iPhone, you know, we can kind of know when it is. So, however, we think that a 2020 release date is um, probably um, accurate, seeing as the, uh, especially in details of the Apple new Apple TV as well, which I don't think I've done yet, I might do that one actually, so, uh, which has been revealed in a new report by Bloomberg. So, this is obviously good. I would expect it probably sometime between October and December. I don't think um, it would be coming out with the iPhone and the iPad, I think if they already start at the same time. I think they might save it, you know, than they did with um, the AirPods Pro or the AirPods 2, I think it was. They didn't announce it, they kind of just chucked it on there silently. Um, so, that's helpful. Now for the price. Um, so, only a month after the original HomePod's release, um, Economic Daily said that Apple was planning to release a more affordable one back in 2018. Of course, that also never happened. Uh, but the HomePod 2 is said to be priced around $200, which is around £145 and um, $260 Australian dollars. This is still quite expensive for a smart speaker, for the fact that you get like the Nest Mini for... Um, £49 and generally it's on offer, you get Alexa, um, I've seen that on Amazon for like £30, I, mean, I think it was even £25 once. So for the fact that this is quite expensive, of course it's still going to be a premium smart speaker. Which of course, I think if they could make like a mini one like uh, the Nest Mini or um, Alexa Dot, that would be, um, the Echo Dot, that would be uh, much better. Of course, it's significantly lower than the uh, current HomePod, 
which costs $349, £319 and $499 Australian dollars. Um, so that's a, actually like half of the price, which of course is much more reasonable. Not many people want to pay £320 for a smart speaker, even if it is good. Of course, Siri isn't the best. So, we've had further reports on the price, but I mean, we haven't really seen enough. I think this is the most accurate of them, and I do agree with it, personally. So... The, the second, there is a um, patent filled by Apple, filed by Apple that suggests that the second generation smart speaker could support Face ID, which is quite su surprising, and 3D gesture, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, so according to Mac rumors, the patent describes a countertop speaker that's able to identify users in the vicinity, vicinity? Sure, sir. Um, of the speaker using facial recognition. Um, as well as measuring the distance of users in relation to the speaker. So it also explained that the countertop speaker would be kitted out with various sensors and cameras that gather hand gestures and other three-dimensional gesture input. This could mean that you could kind of use hand gestures to control it, I think. So of course having Face ID built in, um, of course, would be a bit expensive for them, but I think that would still fit into the price they're trying to make for this. So, of course, that could mean a higher price, but still, that's fine. Um, and have different facial recognition for each ones. I'm not sure um, if this is going to be happening. It doesn't sound like something they It sounds like something they would do, but it doesn't sound like something they would do. Like, you've, got to, like, you've got to remember how good this would actually end up being. Like, if they could get it in, they, could, they know that it's going to be good, and um, then... I think it'll be good, whereas right now, of course, they don't really, I don't think it's really um, going to be used, or I don't think it's that good, so we'll see about that. 3D gestures, possibly, but I'm not sure about face, oh, no, I'm not sure about either, to be fair. Okay, um, another pattern is that an emoji-based avatar would adapt to the user's mood or actions, perhaps even mirroring your emotions, that's kind of cool. Um, not sure how useful that is, but I mean, it's quite cool anyway. I guess there is applications for it in some place, but I think for the general person, general consumer, that wouldn't be too great. Um, stereo sound, uh, the smart speaker could sound better than the original if new patents granted to the tech company are anything to go by. So of course we will, ex and should hope so that it is sounding better, of course two years later, two years of um, creative, two more years of um, technology advancements. Um, is quite a lot, so I think that's definitely, of course, better audio is definitely something we'll need. Um, so, Apple's patent for a multi-listener stereo image array, uh, a system where multiple people can experience a stereo audio effect regardless of where they are, which is quite cool. Okay, um, Beats branding. So, one rumour from the HomePod from a Chinese tech firm called Sina stating that there could be a cut price HomePod with Beats branding in the works. Um, so what does that mean? So with the recent success of Powerbeats Pro, this might be a chance for Apple to revive the name while repositioning the reportedly foundering HomePod to brand a new um, audience, which is quite cool. 
So according to the report, the new home would cost around um, $199, which is about £150, $260 Australian dollars, uh, which is in line with previous rumours, um, and would go some way to combating criticisms of the speaker's high um, price. Of course, this report should uh, be taken with a lot of salt, which of course isn't a phrase we hear much, but... Yeah, you should definitely, all of this really, every leak that you see, you should always take with a pinch of salt, obviously. The only time you can't take with a pinch of salt is if the company releases it. <laughs> but I mean, most of this, so we have seen these leaks being very accurate, just those kind of things, not always. So, the first report of a mini HomePod back in 2018, um, it was rumoured this would launch in the US in the second half of 2018, of course that was wrong. Um, so I think this is, this is quite good. So uh, there's a few things on here of what we want to see from it. These aren't necessarily leaks, but it's something that is possible still. So this will obviously a big thing to solve. Is this just one uh, tech radar? I think would be calling it, and other people might. So one good one: Bluetooth connectivity. I actually use that with my smart speaker, so um, that's definitely good. Um, Sure, they are about voice grooms, but obviously you do want to be able to hook them up to other 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 um, audio sources if you want, because sometimes it might not understand you, or you're trying to play for something it can't use. That's always been something that's a problem, uh, especially um, yeah, as I said there, especially if you're trying to play back a track that can't be found on a smart speaker. So it of course wouldn't be the cutting edge in the smart speaker world, but of course there's an indication when the Bluetooth speaker would be useful, obviously. Now this one I would find quite unlikely, I'm going to be honest. Um, open access to other music sources. So if you buy one of these HomePod speakers, you're locking yourself into Apple's audio ecosystem, like everything else. So iTunes um, purchases aside, um, that's $9.99, um, £9.99 and $11.99 Australian dollars for a single month of Apple Music streaming account. Or $14.99, £14.99, $17.99 Australian dollars for a family account. So of course that would only be necessary if you had other speakers really. So that's obviously fine if you're already paying for that, but for the people who might not be paying for that, um, you might be paying for Spotify or Google Play Music. Um, that would be annoying. Of course, you can stop Spotify. You can, I assume, you can stop Google Play Music. I've never really looked at it myself. Um, obviously, people have got used to that kind of streaming service and they know what's on it. Of course, most things are on everything, but of course, there is some differences. Um, it would be a bit annoying. Um, like it would be. It's very annoying to be locked into that iTunes only. Of course, Spotify is free. Um, of course you do get ads, but it's free in general, so of course you can't find particular songs either because it's free, so you know people who don't pay more because if you're already paying hundred and fifty pounds ish to get this speaker and you're paying ten pounds a month pretty much, then you're not going to be it's not going to be a fun experience whereas you don't have to once you buy like a Google smart speaker or um an Amazon echo you um either I assume you can with the Echo anyway. Uh, you can just put on a free Spotify account and you just link that up. This is unlikely, though, seeing as it's Apple, and of course they only really support their own stuff. We've seen it a lot, so I think this one's unlikely.
<coughs> More colour options. This one's kind of likely. So of course the HomePod is um, an attractive speaker. It does look quite nice with its fabric mesh covering and cylinder size. <coughs> That's quite good. So it's uh, not always something you're looking for. Um, so <coughs> Uh, this brand has been built around bold, colourful designs, as you've seen before. Even their original logo was colourful. Um, so I think it would be good if they featured different colours. You know, you got the black colour right now, and that's all you can get. Whereas getting a white colour um, or a greyish colour, I don't know, um, I think would be nice as well to fit some other people's aesthetics. So of course, if you've got a really like nice, white, clean aesthetic, putting a black speaker there is going to be quite obvious. Whereas, you know, any other smart speaker, really, the Echo, the um, Google Nest, Google Home kind of line, um, you can get different um, colours. So, finish some people's designs. Of course, this one, I think, could be likely because we haven't really seen it. The AirPods are locked on the white colour, even though we've been hoping for a black colour for a while now. So, that's um, something that is possible. Uh, and better Siri performance. Of course, this is something. Um, it's so HomePod. A Siri isn't the best. It used to be good, but I mean for what it was back then. But now it's not great, especially seeing it's one of the most expensive smart speakers on the market. They do say they're always improving Siri, and I think that is true. But I don't think they're improving it enough to, for this price. There's there needs more Siri needs more performance. Really. Um, so I think that'd be a good course. A smart speaker is no good if it's and there's no smartness to it. So that's definitely something. Right. Okay. For the next, I don't know why I scroll to the top. So for the next story, um, this is a Google story. Um, Google's upcoming Android TV dongle could be surprisingly affordable. So of course a Chrome. Chromecast, um, Chromecast, um, what do we do? Chromecast replacement, that's it. Can I not get rid of that? That's annoying. Um, okay, so, following, um, a recent appearance in an FCC filing, um, Google's long rumoured Android TV dongle is closer, um, thank to an official reveal thanks to a listing found within a US retailer Home Depot internal systems. And if the listing pricing is to be believed, which of course take it for Pinterest, so I have said this previously, um, it's going to be surprisingly affordable for what it is. So as reported to nine to five, nine, as reported by Nine Two Five Google, uh, the Android TV um, powered uh, Chromecast Ultra um, will be priced at forty nine ninety nine dollars, which is around thirty seven pounds sixty eight Australian dollars. Placing it in the same ballpark as the Amazon TV Fire Stick 4K and Roku Streaming Stick. So, of course, a market they want to be in. According to the Home Depot's listing, which can still be viewed thanks to Google Cash, great that, um, the Google Stream device will be called Sabrina as per previous rumours. So, is this. Yeah, so this is what we think it is, I think. Uh, it said that. It said that um, the image and description, including Home Depot's uh, now removed saber listing, was that of the current Chromecast Ultra and not expected um, Android TV. 
So this implies that it's a placeholder. Of course, there is um, some new information to be found, um, including the names of the three expected colors for this device, which of course is nice to know. Uh, it's rock, uh, rock candy, Como blue, and um, summer melon. What those colors would be, I can't think of precisely. Of course, the Como blue will obviously be a blue. Um, summer melon, I assume, would be kind of a reddish color. I'm probably going completely wrong here. Rock candy, I have no idea. So, yeah, so that's quite good. Uh, well, Como blue suggested, yeah, so uh, like this kind of Nest Mini Sky variant, the other two colors could be pretty much anything. So, there's that. It's nice to see that um, Google are making a more affordable um, Android TV dongle. Uh, it's nice to see that they're getting into that market. Of course, £37.49.99 isn't too much to pay for it. Of course, it's not obviously cheap, you know, and nothing's cheap, really, but especially when it comes to technology. But when you've got, uh, I think it would go, especially if you have a Google Smart Home or something like that, having this new affordable um, sticker sort of, uh, is going to be good. And that's a really cheap price for what it is, of course, compared to the Amazon TV Fire Stick 4K, once in a while before, and the Roku streaming stickers it says down here. Um, of course, they want to be in that market, so this is quite believable. Of course, if you're not in that market, people are going to be buying that instead. So, I think it's good that they're entering the market as well, so well, that's good. Right, this was quite a short story anyway, so on to the next one, which is also by Tech Radar. Yes, one's by Tech Radar, I don't think I mentioned. Okay, next one by Tech Radar. Oh, thank God that bar's gone. See, uh, if you're listening to it, there's just like a bar at the bottom that wouldn't get go. Um, now, um, the Galaxy A42 5G uh, could be Samsung's cheapest 5G phone. Uh, of course, is quite expected. So, uh, an arrival to one will pass Nord. Um, the image above, just to be clear, in case you're not reading or and then, because if you're listening, you wouldn't say it to begin with. Um, is the A51 um, comes in a cheap 5G version, but the A42 5G should be cheaper according to this article and what they quote off. Uh, so Samsung's cheapest 5G version is the, the Galaxy A51 5G, which costs five hundred dollars, four hundred twenty-nine pounds, and roughly seven hundred Australian dollars. Of course, we have seen a cheaper 5G phone, which I discussed in a previous item episode, I don't remember when, but a few episodes ago, if you do want to listen to it. Um, so, they have tested a upcoming 5G phone that would be better, uh, cheaper even, probably not better because it would be lower powered. So the Samsung Galaxy A42 5G is the phone here, so uh, they haven't revealed the price yet, but the fact that there's a 4 rather than the 5 in the name suggests it will cost less. Of course that's how the A series phone goes, you've got the A 10, which is their like budget, budget, budget phone, and then of course you got like the A980, along those lines, uh, which of course is their more expensive A series phone before their kind of S series. Um, so they have revealed uh, revealed some details about this phone though, as well as images. Uh, the oh, no, my images haven't loaded. Have they loaded? No, the images haven't loaded there. That's a shame. Um, so. The company has revealed that the Galaxy A42 5G has a 6.6-inch Super AMOLED screen and a quad-lens rear camera, which obviously is quite decent. Does that article just end there? 
Okay, it goes down there. Okay. Uh, it's also likely to have a 1080 by 24 resolution, which is good for a budget phone. You're still getting budget funds for any 720p displays. So I think it's good that they're still getting this good display. And an in-screen fingerprint scanner as well. Just funny how quickly these fingerprint scanners have come into the market. You know, when Samsung released their S10, it was this big thing that they had the built-in fingerprint scanner. But now the fact that it's in, like, lots of phones, it's just cool how quickly the technologies um, progress, really. Right, so does it say what we expect the price? I don't think it says what we expect the price to be. That's annoying. Uh, so... Um, as for when um, they will ref re they will confirm these uh, remaining details of the Galaxy A42 5G, um, it will happen later in the year, probably by the end of 2020. I don't think it will be in 2021. Of course, it does make sense them to be releasing a more affordable 5G phone, seeing as you got like the OnePlus Nord and the Moto G 5G Plus. That was the phone I think I talked about. So. Uh, probably like three episodes ago if you do want to watch it. Um, and are available for significantly less for any of Samsung's 5G phones, like those OnePlus Nord, Moto, 5, Moto G, 5G Plus. Um, so, but Samsung has been hit and miss when it comes to quality of its affordable phones. So, of course, it's hopeful that these will be able to stand up to the rumours. As for the pricing, as it doesn't really say here, um, I would take a rough guess. This is a very rough guess. No really evidence behind it. Um, that it would probably be around three hundred pounds, which is about like uh, what would that be? Like three hundred and fifty dollars, possibly more, four hundred dollars. I don't know. So I think that's definitely, of course, Australian dollars. I can't think of right now. So. Yeah, I think that it's definitely a pretty budget thing. You know, the Motorola G five G plus, which is about that price as well, so definitely a good market for them to be jumping into, especially right now seeing as five G's become quite popular now, budget. So it's good that they're jumping into this market. And especially if they can make this phone good quality. If they make this phone good quality then it's gonna be nice to use as well, which is good. There's not many much there's not really much any not really any more details on this phone. Uh, of course, we all we know is it's got a quad lens rear camera and a decent screen. So, yeah. Right, on to the next one. iOS 14 release date still looks likely for September, uh, despite the iPhone 12 delay, which is a bit odd. Uh, so, of course, the phones that will be getting iOS 14, um, of course, will be getting it. Of course, they want the update. So it's still set for September, even though the iPhone 12 has been delayed until October time. This is um, a report according from Bloomberg, uh, which cites that sources at Apple they'll still be uh, planning to deliver it this month, probably in like 15 days, possibly. I don't know when they'll be releasing it. To be fair, anyway. Um, Often Apple releases its new software update for older iPhone models a couple of weeks after it unveils the new products. But of course it's a different scenario this year. I think this was meant to be the scenario this year, but of course with the delays that they've got, they would rather not delay everything and then kind of just, I don't know. So, uh, for example, iOS 13 was pushed to devices on September the 
2019. So we may see a similar thing. So exactly when we've been seeing the iPhone 12 is unclear, but of course we're expecting sometime in October, even though the iPhone's unusual unveiling spot is at like the start of September, near like the 10th I think was the last one. Um, iOS 14 is still supposed to hit all phones, even though it won't be coming with the iPhone, like it won't be with the iPhone 12 originally, like it won't be, the iPhone 12 will be released after, which is something they haven't really done before, so it'll be on these phones before you can get that phone, which is definitely a bit weird. Um, when you'll be able to download the update, it was also unclear, but of course there is a beta for it if you do want to get it quicker. Of course, beware when you're downloading betas, they're sometimes glitchy, get rid of functions. Uh, so, yeah, just be careful with those. Um, anyway, so I think this is good. Of course, iOS uh, 14, if you didn't know, is even meant to hit the original iPhone SE with their A9 processor and the 6S, 6S Plus, which was a bit of a shock to some people, seeing as, um, seeing as uh, it's only got the A9 processor, which of course is getting a bit old now. Uh, I feel like this might be the last iOS for them, so probably don't buy this phone if you want updates is what I'm going to say. Um, anyway, so I think it's also good, of course, the software update is very um, wanted right now, of course, it's going to be able to um, add new home screen widgets, which is something people have wanted for a while, um, an app library, which is also something people have wanted for a while, it's got Android, always had it on Android, I think, so and a variety of other features that will make the iPhone more useful. So I think it's um, odd how they're doing this, but I think they want to get the update out, especially because it's adding quite a lot of new features. So, right, okay, let's go into the next um, and last article, which is not really an article, it's more just showing some thing that I'll talk about. So. Nintendo have shared their roundup of most downloaded Switch eShop games during August 2020. And uh, I'm going to share them now, just talk about what I think about that, and yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go down the list, so let's go down the list. So on number one is Minecraft. This sort of surprised me, seeing as even though Minecraft's popular, I wouldn't be. I didn't think this would be the most popular out of them. You know, there's lots of popular Switch games. And seeing as Minecraft's the most popular, I'm not sure how much buy they don't give like download rate. So of course Minecraft is obviously still very popular. But this kinda goes how I expected, but not fully, so this is um quite a shock to me, especially seeing as Minecraft was most downloaded. Okay, for the next one, um Animal Crossing New Horizons was second uh most downloaded. Again, it doesn't show how much though, which is a bit annoying, but of course, Animal um, Crossing New Horizons is uh, also a very popular game. Animal Crossing always has been, and always has been, has been. So, I think that's definitely a good. Okay, at third is Final uh, Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. I've never really looked at this game myself, but it sounds quite popular. Looks quite popular, so I guess that's quite good. At four um, is Spirit Fairer. That's also, I assume, a popular game. Uh, it obviously, uh, is obviously popular. At fifth, I would have expected this one to be high, but maybe people have bought it before because this is just for August. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Of course, Mario Kart's a popular game. Even though I would have expected it higher up again because it was released a while ago now, 
people would have downloaded it before now, so yeah. Uh, at 6 is 51 Worldwide Games. This is quite a recent game, I think, so this is no surprise. Uh, it's quite a good game in 51 Worldwide Games. Uh, 51 games, so. And for the last few, I'll just put, I'll just say what they are. I won't really give my thoughts on it, apart from maybe a few. Uh, at 7 is Stardew Valley. Uh, 8 Paper Mario the Origami King. 9 Minecraft Dungeons, which is a recent game, so that's decently high up. Especially because there's a lot of games. Um, 10 Cuphead. 11 The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Again, a popular game. Super Mario Party at 12. 13 Pokemon Sword. 14 Rocket League, which is also a popular game. And 15 Hollow Knight. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please do consider subscribing. And anyways, have a good day.